Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thanks so much for joining us today. I want to encourage you, if you'd like, at the end of the service, we're going to be receiving communion together. And so if you have elements there in your home that you can use for the bread and the cup, you may want to go ahead and get those and prepare to join us for communion. I love starting off the service by reading one of the Psalms. The, the Psalms were the prayer book, the praise book that Jesus used. And so Lauren, what's our Psalm for today? Our Psalm today is Psalm 100. And Psalm 100 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your presence. You're with us and you're for us. And we are grateful today. We've come to worship you and to give you the very best of what we have. So God, we offer our worship as a gift to you, thanking you for the life that you've given to us. Amen and amen and amen. Oh, I hope you're ready to sing praise to God as Pastor Vaughn and the team come to lead us. Welcome everybody. Let's worship the Lord today together.
Let's declare this over ourselves today. Come on. Say, the same power, the same power that crushed the Somebody say amen after that. Amen. Hallelujah. God, we just continue to worship you in this moment. We thank you for new life in you. We declare that we are risen with Christ. God, could we know that you're faithful and that what you've done before, you're faithful to do it again because you never change. We love you. We worship you in this moment. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Walking around these walls I thought by now they fall But you have never failed me yet Waiting for change to come Knowing the battles won For you have never failed me yet Your prayer is still stands Great is your faithfulness Your faithfulness I'm still in your this is my confidence, you've never failed me yet. Oh. I know the night won't last, your word will come to 
Amen and amen. We read in Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God who healed in the past wants to heal today. He can do it again. The same God who provided in the past can do it today. He can do it again. The same God who encouraged and strengthened and blessed in the past, he can do it today. He can do it again. We're believing that for you and we're declaring that over you that if he can do it then, why not now? Why not you? Why not here? Amen. We're believing for that as we stand together this weekend, looking forward to all that God has in store for us. And one of the ways to position yourself so that you can receive all God has is yes, you're watching this service online and we're so glad to have you with us. And starting this week, we have a whole new opportunity for you to connect with other people at Cathedral so God can increase your faith, increase your strength. People can agree with you in prayer. This week, we begin a whole new series that Pastor Ken leads us in called Stranger Things. And we're going to look at the armor of God and every week following that, we're going to have seven weeks of small groups called No One Stands Alone. We don't want you to stand alone in this moment. And so here's what we ask you to do. If you go to our church's website, you can see there on the main screen what it looks like. You click on small groups or you scroll down to the small group section and you click on the part that says join a small group. And when you do that, it's going to take you to a whole new section to let you know how to be part of a group. And then when you click on join the small group, it's going to give you at least 25 different options of groups. You can choose a group based on the day of the week. You can choose a group based on whether it's a women's group or a men's group. You can choose it based on geography. There are so many ways for you to connect. And I encourage you, if you wanna see God do it again, if you wanna connect with him in a greater way, it's important to connect with others. And so there's all these options for you to join and be part. You can also go on our app. If you click on small groups there, the same groups are available. 
It'll take you to a leader. We're looking forward to what God's going to do in this next season as we connect together for his glory. In fact, that same book of Hebrews that says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, in chapter 10, verse 25, the writer says this, let us not give up meeting together. Instead, let us encourage one another with words of hope. Part of recognizing that Jesus is the same is in coming alongside each other, encouraging each other, and strengthening each other. Well, we come to this amazing moment in service when we respond to God's goodness by bringing our gifts to Him. And that same book of Hebrews says this in chapter 13. Don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. In addition to not forsaking being together, but to come together, it's also important that we sacrifice and give in this moment. Thank you already to those of you who've been so faithful. There are many ways for you to give. You can go online, you can go to our church app, you can text GIVE to the number on the screen, or you can come by the church office or drop it off. We encourage you to join us in this moment of believing for what God's going to do. Let me speak God's blessing over you. Father, thank you that your promise is clear. The same power that raised Christ from the dead, that same power is working in us in this moment. And so as we line ourselves up with you by our giving and generosity, by our connecting and growing together, Lord, you're going to continue to release your work among us. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you have in store. We're believing that our best days are yet to come because you are Lord and King of all the universe and all of our lives. Bless each home, each family. You know their needs. Encourage and strengthen them now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we look forward to seeing you at one of our groups. We look forward to when we can all gather together again. And I'm looking forward to sharing with you right now a video clip from our ministry called Life Child, where we're making a difference in Africa. Hi, Cathedral of Faith. It's Anne-Marie George. I'm here in Kilimani, Mozambique. And I'd like to encourage you this morning Thank you for your support. Thank you for your partnership over so many years. Uh, and thank you to each and every person that's involved in that partnership and through that partnership that helps us to build, to impact lives, to be able to do what God's called us to do here in Mozambique. Without you and your support and your partnership, and your sponsorship, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So thank you. Every part of your giving makes such a difference in the life of our children, our orphan and vulnerable children, and their families, and the greater impact of transforming communities and bringing the gospel of Jesus and the kingdom of God and change into one life at a time, one family at a time, and communities as we continue to extend the gospel of Jesus in this nation, like South Africa, Zimbabwe, Malawi, and we're trusting for nations uh, further north as well as we move up where there's, there's great need as well. So thank you. I just want to say it is so precious and we don't take it for granted. We love you and thank you for your prayers and we're looking forward to a long journey together.
Thanks again for joining us. As you can see, even with COVID, the church continues to grow. Uh, you can tell by the first couple of rows here. And today, we have our friend Jim Caviezel with us. You never know who is going to show up in church. But I'm most grateful that you have made some space to come and meet with God in this moment. Because we are very excited about this new series of messages called Stranger Things. Winning the battle with the upside down. We've all been at home a lot more over the last six months. And I wonder how you've been spending your time. I know with my time, I've, I've read a few books and I'd tell you what they were, but I, at my age, I can't remember the titles. I, I practiced the guitar. I don't have any rhythm, but since I've been practicing, I'm getting better at having no rhythm. I've learned to cook more dishes. Instead of knowing how to cook one, I now know how to cook two. I helped my wife, I should say, I watched my wife make 50 jars of jam. Now she did her part and made it, and I'm doing my part by eating it. And then I've taken a few master classes. I, I've taken one on leadership, taken one on public speaking. I've taken one on making movies because you never know when Hollywood will come calling. And of course, my wife and I, we've done our fair share of streaming. Did you know the number one thing program that's been streamed on Netflix during the pandemic is a show called Stranger Things. Now, the story is set in a small town in the 80s. And on the one hand, there's everything you would expect to find in a small town. There's well, 80s cars and 80s music and 80s hair. Would you look at that 80s hair? But on the other hand, there's another dimension, an evil force that breaks into that world. And the mission of the upside down is to destroy that small town. What if I told you that the upside down is at work in our world today? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, we read, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. There's more to what we see than what we see. Another dimension, an evil spiritual force that is at work in the world. And Jesus talks about the mission of this evil supernatural force this way. He says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that is the mission of the upside down. Over the last six months, our enemy has been hard at work 
He's trying to use the pandemic to rob us of our joy and paralyze us with fear. He's trying to use social distancing to, well, to isolate us and kill our connections. And then he's trying to, well, to use the closing of church buildings to try to destroy your faith because if he can destroy your faith, he will destroy your soul. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus continues, I have come so they may have life, real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. That is what Jesus has come to do. And because of Jesus, we can stand our ground and win the battle with the upside down. How do we do that? Well, it starts with putting on the belt of truth in a post-truth world. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter six, it says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. Putting on the belt of truth. There's a magazine, an international magazine called The Economist, and they recently had a cover story that was entitled, Yes, I'd Lie to You, Living in a Post-Truth World. And in the article, they analyzed, they, they talked about how, well, so much dishonesty is wreaking havoc in all of the different social spheres of influence, in our politics, in journalism, in social media, on the internet. One expert said this, he said, right now it pays to be outrageous, but not to be truthful. A couple of years ago, Oxford Dictionary named the word post-truth the word of the year. And in a post-truth world, we don't really have truth, we have truthiness. You have your truth and I have my truth, but there's no such thing as the truth. And yet, deep down inside, I wonder. It seems to me there's still something that tells us. There has to be something that is true for everyone. Imagine that, well, I got in my car and I decided to to take a drive. There's not that many people on the freeway, so I decide to, well, run the car and go very fast. And all of a sudden I hear this sound. You know the sound of that siren? You've heard it before. And so I pull the car over and the policeman asked me, he says, how, do you know how fast you were going? And I say, yes, I do. I was going as fast as I could. And he says, well, you can't do that. We have a speed limit. And I said, well, that's your truth. But my truth is I can go as fast as my speedometer will read. And he said, well, that may be your truth. But uh, the truth is we have a, a speed limit. That's not the truth. We have a speed limit. And so you broke the speed limit. And now you and your truth are going to have to pay a ticket. What would it be like on the roads 
if everyone drove according to their own truth. Exactly. Chaos. And in a post-truth world, well, if we're all living by our own truth, our own moral truth, our own spiritual truth, according to my preference, according to your preference, this is what our truth is, all we end up with is chaos. And yet, even the most, well, those who are the most truth, post-truth people among us who say that all truth is relative and you have your truth and I have my truth, when it comes to certain social evils, evils like racism and evils like sexual abuse, they will say, well, they'll backpedal just a bit and say, well, those things are wrong for everybody. In every place, at every time, racism and sexual abuse is wrong. So they open the door. Maybe there is such a thing as absolute truth. But if there is, what is it? Where do you look for it? And this is why the claim of Jesus is so very crucial. Now, let me say it's a radical claim. It is. Because Jesus didn't say, I teach the truth or I know the truth or I have the truth. Instead, he says something even more radical than that. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. That if you're looking for the truth, it is wrapped up in Jesus. In other words, truth is not something that we create. It's something that we discover. And the best place to discover it is in the face of Jesus. God has revealed his truth in creation, and he's revealed his truth in our conscience. But the clearest place he's revealed it is when he came to this earth as a flesh and blood baby, and we see God in the face of Jesus. And there we discover the truth about God and about us. We discover the truth about life and about death. We discover a truth, Jesus put it this way. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is the truth and he can help us find our way out of the moral and spiritual chaos of our world. Let me say to all those who are parents and grandparents, I want to encourage you. Make sure you teach your kids that truth is something that you discover, not something you create. And introduce them to the truth, the source of all truth. Help them get into a relationship with Jesus. It's the most important thing you'll ever do to introduce them to Jesus and develop a love for his word. You know, my daughter, she does something with her two sons that anytime they have a question, the first thing she says to them is, I wonder what the Bible says about that. She's teaching them to go to Jesus and his word as a first resort, not a last resort. See, there's lots of good things you'll do for your kids. Develop a, a college fund for them, that's good. Go and support them at their games, that's good too. 
Encourage them to follow their dreams. That's good too. But the most important thing you'll ever do for your kids is to help introduce them to the source of all truth because he is the one who can keep your kids free in the midst of a post-truth world and whom the sun sets free, the Bible says, is free indeed. Well, discovering the truth in a post-truth world, putting on that belt of truth, it involves doing two things. We buckle that belt of truth on by learning the truth. We buckle that belt by learning the truth. Jesus said this about our spiritual enemy, the devil, the one who's in charge of the upside down. He said, he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. The method of the devil is deception. His manner is deception. That is the language he always uses. Go all the way back to the beginning in the Garden of Eden. I saw this comic, and in the comic, Eve has an apple in her hand, and the serpent's up there, and she says, gosh, I don't know. Are you sure this is organic? When you go back and read the dialogue, the back and forth in Genesis, you find that the serpent doesn't bully Eve into eating the forbidden fruit. Instead, he lures her into eating the forbidden fruit. And that's what he did back then. The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, that the woman was deceived and sin was the result. Deception, innuendo, half-truths. This has been the enemy's strategy since the very beginning, and it still is today. It still is today. So if that's the enemy's number one strategy to try to take me down, the best defense I have is to be armed with the truth. I've shared with you before about one of the most important conversations I've ever had. I was on the East Coast visiting a pastor friend and we were having dinner together. Lots of great things can happen over dinner. And during the conversation, I was telling him about a a difficulty I was having in ministry. And he asked me a question and I can hear it right now as if it was yesterday even though it was many years ago. And he said to me, what is the lie? And I said to him, what do you mean? And he said, with the enemy, there's always a lie he's trying to get you to buy into. And I had what I called an aha moment for me. And I recognized the lie. It had worn disguises over many years, different disguises. But the lie was basically this. You cannot lead the cathedral of faith. You will not be able to follow in your dad's footsteps because you're not like your dad. And do you know what? There was some truth in what he said. I had my dad's heartbeat and I had my dad's mindset, but his gift mix was very different than mine. And the enemy often will take half-truths 
and try to mix them in with his lie so that they, well, to be more convincing and try to defeat you with his lie. And so that was the lie. You will never be able to lead the cathedral of faith. And he would torment me with that lie. It didn't matter what was happening at the church, how well the transition went, how we went from two services to four services, how we went from multiple venues then to multiple cam- uh, campuses, how we, well, we were listed year after year as one of the top 100 churches in the country. All of that didn't matter because he would hit me with that same lie and he would torment me until I took hold of the truth. And God gave me a scripture from Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. And it said this way, it said this, before I formed you in your mother's body, I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart to serve me. That God had chosen me and he had set me apart to be the steward of Cathedral of Faith in the Bay Area, that that is what I was to give my life to. And friend, let me tell you, the best days for Cathedral, they're not behind us, but they're still ahead of us. Can somebody say amen to that? What is the lie that the enemy has been trying to get you to buy into? What is that lie? In the middle of the pandemic, well, the enemy may tell you, The pandemic is going to bury you. When he does, remind him of the truth. If the pandemic buries me, it just means that a resurrection is right around the corner. Because the Bible says, God causes all things to work together for good. To those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. The enemy may tell you that Well, as you're sheltering in place that you're all by yourself. And when he does remind him of the truth that even though you're by yourself, you're never really all alone. The Bible says this, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I lie down in the deepest parts of the earth, you are there also. The devil may tell you that with, well, that the pressure is just too great. You can't take another day. And when he does, you remind him of the truth of who it is he's talking to. Because the Bible says we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The enemy may tell you with all of the chaos that we see, the world is spinning out of control. When he does, you remind him of the truth. The Bible says he holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The way to defeat the enemy is by knowing the truth, learning the truth. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So first of all, we buckle the truth or we buckle the belt by learning the truth. Then we buckle the belt by living the truth. Now I saw this one video of a lady in a wedding dress who was trying to run, here it is.
Don't you hate when that happens? In the first century, a Roman soldier would wear a tunic. And well, if you're going into battle and you're wearing a tunic, you know, it's hard to, to fight. It's hard to wrestle. It's hard to, it's hard to win a battle when you're in a wedding dress. And so what they would do before the battle is they would take that tunic and they would fasten it to their belt. And one of the main purposes of the belt was to make sure that they didn't get tripped up in their warfare against the enemy. And I was thinking, boy, when we speak the truth, it keeps us from getting tripped up. Have you ever thought about how difficult it is to keep a lie going? You tell a lie over here and a lie over there and a a lie over there. And and boy, now it it takes so much energy. You've got to keep track of all of these stories. and, And eventually after a while, friend, we just don't have enough memory in that hard drive. And at some point we will end up getting tripped up. I I saw this, another comic, and it said this. It said, I'm sorry, you seem to have tripped and fell on your own compulsive lies. Boy, and one of the great things about operating in integrity and telling the truth is that it frees you up from that kind of anxiety and that kind of stress. You shall know the truth. The truth is what sets us free. Why do people hide from the truth. I heard about this one man who saw a boy up in his apple tree and the boy had an apple in his hand. And the man called up to the boy and said, what are you doing up there in my apple tree? And the boy looked at the apple and looked at the man and he said, well, this apple fell down on the ground and I was just up here trying to put it back. Why did he not tell the truth? Because he was afraid. He was afraid to of the truth and so he hid from the truth and my guess is that all of us at one point or another have been afraid of the truth and when we're afraid that's when we're tempted to hide from the truth and yet I would encourage you when you feel the fear you know press past that fear and speak the truth anyway Because in the end, it's better to be truthful. Even if it's painful, it's better to be truthful because our relationships depend upon it. Every relationship is a little bit like this Jenga tower I have right over here. Now, this Jenga tower is made up of lots of blocks And if you start taking blocks out of the foundation, if you take too many blocks, eventually that tower is going to collapse. Every relationship you have in your life, at home, at work, at school, at church, is a little bit like this Jenga tower. And it sits on the foundation of trust. That's the foundation of your relationship. And every time... I deceive, I take a block out of that. And what happens is if you take too many blocks out of that foundation of trust, well, the whole thing will come crumbling down. 
Why is there so much distrust in our society when a post-truth world, we just keep taking more blocks and blocks away from that foundation and eventually we end up in a world of suspicion. And that's why, even when it's painful, we wanna be truthful. Because in the end, our relationships depend upon it. Even our relationship with God. As long as we're in denial, denial of the truth, boy, it crumbles our relationship with God. This is what happened to a man by the name of David. David had sinned, but instead of being honest about his sin and confessing it to God, he decided to live a lie and hide from the truth. But eventually, he broke through denial and he confessed his sin to God and he admitted the truth, the truth to himself and the truth to God. And when he did, he received mercy and grace and he was free from that guilt. The Bible said this in Psalm 32, blessed are those transgressions who are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Blessed are those who have no deceit in their spirit. The first step in the recovery movement is always about breaking through denial and admitting the truth. Is that a step you need to take today? When you take that first step, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're getting ready to go to the Lord's table. And so if you have the elements right there, I encourage you to, to get them now as, as we prepare to receive together. As we come to the table, the bread and the wine, it represents who Jesus is and what he's done for us. That Jesus is, in fact, the cure to the virus. The most important virus the human heart will ever face. Can you imagine if a couple of months from now, you got sick with COVID, you went to the hospital, they put you on a ventilator and the doctor came in and said, we have a treatment. If you take this treatment, it has worked all over the world for millions of people. It works every single time. If you'll take the treatment, it'll take care of the virus. Would you look at that doctor and say, oh, you're being narrow-minded. And that may be your truth, but that's not my truth. The doctor out of compassion would say, no, this is the cure. It'll heal you as we come to the table. This is the truth that will heal your soul. Jesus can forgive you of your sin. If you've never received Jesus, I invite you to say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need a savior. I cannot save myself. I repent of my sin. I admit my sin before you. I need your grace. I need your mercy. 
I surrender my life to you. I put you in charge of my life. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do and making me a part of your family. Now to all those who are watching online today, join with me. We take the bread. Jesus is the bread of life. He is the truth. And we receive Jesus and his truth today. Jesus, he gave his life so that we could have life, so that we could lean into the truth and have life. Let's drink of that life right now. Because of Jesus, we can know the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Because of Jesus, we can be strong and courageous. And here's our cathedral team to bring you a very special edition of I Am Courageous. 2020, are you ready to turn the corner? There is a Bible verse, it's one of my favorite, an 80-year-old man who had been promised some land in that moment, he says, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Give me this mountain. Say that with me. Give me this mountain. I want to ask you a question. As we move into this new year, are you ready to turn that corner? What is the hill that God has for you to climb? What is the hill that God has for you to
I am courageous. I hope that gets in your spirit all week long. Thanks again for for being a part of today's service. And if you need prayer, please reach out to us on social media or give us a call at the church office. We'd love to pray with you and for you. Don't forget, the wrap follows immediately uh, after this service. So continue to join us. Take the message deep. Go further with the word of God standing our ground in the truth. Let me speak God's blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, especially this week, may you stand your ground. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Yo, what's up, Cathedral of Faith? Welcome. Come on in. We just got done hearing an amazing word from Pastor Ken to start off this brand new series, Stranger Things. And um, and he just dropped a truth bomb on us Mm -hmm. today uh, uh, of epic proportions. And to tell you the truth, it's great to see you guys. So come on in. We're going to talk about the message. We have Ramel, Aurora, Brenda, Lauren, and myself, Vaughn. And we're just going to talk about what we heard. And for those who are maybe just starting your small groups, welcome you. And let's talk about the message uh, because this is where service really begins. Right. right? When the service is over. So let's talk about the message. Ms. Brenda, what stuck out to you today? <laughs> so um, something that stuck out to me was in the beginning when he asked us a question and he said, how are you spending your time? Um, and I quickly thought back to the beginning of this pandemic and I was like binge watching shows and just doing what I wanted, you know, not necessarily like focusing on church because church was out, you know. Wow. Um, and then I was in my room one night and I reached a point to where I just felt lonely you know, and I was just like, whoa, like, what am I doing, you know, and then I realized, like, I'm not spending enough time with God, and this is the time where I should be spending the most time, because I have the most time, you know, and so um, when Pastor Ken said, you know, like, if everybody went according to their own speed and their own truth, where would we be, you know, and so I realized in that time that I can't just rely on my wants, you know, but I have to put God first, because he's a need, you know, he's something that I need in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. What in the world? <laughs> hey, the level of maturity that's coming out of you, right? And it's so great to have you because you, you represent our younger generations mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the single groups and, and um, the part of the church. And, yeah, wow, that's just an amazing amount of maturity because I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what, what your age. Some people are struggling in this shelter-in-place mm-hmm. season. Um Mental health issues are bubbling up. Mm-hmm. Suicide yeah. rates are through the roof. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, for, for some folks, you can mm-hmm. you can feel like it's a, a vacation almost, mm-hmm. right? Like you can just watch your shows and eat your food that's or right. whatever. Yeah. But there's this, that's only good for a season, right? Yeah. It, it wears thin. And so what, what do you feel like was it internally in you? What do you credit that to? Is it like family upbringing? Is it the church, you know, your own gut or um yeah so I think like I would rely on a lot of other people to help me form a relationship with God so I kind of picked from people you know um so it'd be like pastors mentors a lot from my mom she taught me that in order to have a good relationship with people with God that you need to have a strong foundation because that's where your morals come from you know Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely helped yeah so again embodying the importance of small groups community 
yeah. getting together in this thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and what an amazing example because I, one of the things that really stood out to me in the sermon was when Pastor Ken took a side moment to uh, address the parents, the grandparents, to make sure that he that that uh, he communicated that you knew the most important thing that you can teach your kids and your grandkids is where to find the truth, right? Yeah. And you can assume, kids pick up on a lot. Kids are smart. They yes. pick up on everything that we do. <laughs> but if you're not intentional, don't assume that they're going to pick up on your internal values or why yeah. you do the things that you do. Right. Um, you need to show them why, why we look here for the truth, where it says in the Bible that the Bible is the truth and that Jesus is the truth. These things are so important for bringing up kids to show them where to find the truth. And never more relevant than today. I mean, like, if you just watch the news, like, how confused are you? Mm -hmm. Who's right? Who's wrong? What side is right? What side has more truth than the other? And just uh, just what a, a relevant message that Pastor Ken's bringing us about how to discover the truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Especially this pandemic, right? I mean, our truth starts to be shaky, just like those loose pants that we wear, that we need that buckle and that Shelter belt. Shelter pants. Yeah, because our truth now is get affected no, easily by, by the way we feel. We're happy, mad, the life circumstances, the mm-hmm. season that mm-hmm. we're sheltering in place. We're not seeing our friends, yeah. our relatives. So right. it changes our truth, you know, and it could mm-hmm. be different from you guys my truth yeah. so i love when pastor ken recite in the bible that jesus is the way the truth and the life so we have to be reminded that jesus is the ultimate truth Amen. and he does not change he said he is yesterday he, he is the same yesterday today right. and forever yes. so we gotta mm-hmm. have that foundation of truth that we have to go back that yeah. jesus is the tr- the truth that never changed right. he is the same and so his truth doesn't change, no Amen. matter what. And as I think that's why Pastor Kane hit the pause button in that moment mm-hmm. to gather us all in and remind us that truth is not created, but truth is discovered. Mm-hmm. That in all these experiences, Brenda, Aurora, um, Lauren, that there's you create these truths around you, these the, the truth of the new, the truth right. of your friends, the truth yeah. of your parents, the truth the of your mentors. Mindset, yeah. I mean, it's not that they're all, they're not true. But if, if we spend the time like this, small groups focus on the word of God, mm-hmm. then we discover the truth. Yeah. And when you discover that truth, man, like Pastor Ken said, man, we're set free. Yeah. I also loved on that how um, without that, without having, you know, Jesus is the absolute truth. If you're doing yes. my verse, my truth first, yeah. your truth, or you have everybody's truth, it just creates a world of chaos, yeah. which is what I feel like we're living in today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the world of That's chaos. Right. Exhibit A. Yeah, our world. You can yeah. see it all around. But and then and then you're left to who's more convincing of right. exactly, yeah. or who speaks louder, right? right. Yeah. Or who has more influence, right? Who has? I mean, it's just it brings all these other things into yeah. play mm-hmm. that really. Yeah don't deserve to be standing yeah, and, and you end up the tripping truth. on this tunic of truths <laughs> that you're dragging around and yeah. i love that belt of truth man let's yeah. just strap it up and let let's stuff. let's start let's start you know yeah. fighting against this yeah. yeah i also loved the the moment where pastor ken was just transparent too of of belief when he said what is the lie you know asking himself the question yeah. a question that we all have to answer too what is the lie that we're believing and uh, for him it was 
taking over the church, right? Mm-hmm. In the in the shadow of Pastor Kenny, like uh, what a daunting task that must have been. Um, but he recognized too that there's there is some truth in mm-hmm. in that lie that you mm-hmm. can't do it. Yeah. The truth was that yeah, you're I'm not gifted like my dad. I have a different type of gifting than my dad, and I, I'm I'm not the same man. I have the same call, but it's 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 going to look different. And I, I, I remember early on um, in my own experience, um, a, a pastor dis- describing truth uh, to us as it's wickedness, right? Mm-hmm. Or it, how um, wickedness is truth that is twisted, mm-hmm. right? And much like um, he used the analogy of wicker furniture and how right. the, the wood is twisted. Mm-hmm. And that just stuck with me of how, like, you, you know, there is some truth in in some of these lies, mm-hmm. man, and I and I hid behind him all my life. Like I'm not talented enough as him. I'm not as well liked as she is, and mm-hmm. and I, I came to this own revelation of myself, where it's like you can live, um, you can hide behind true statements all your life and still live a lie. Right? Mm-hmm. You can still wow. live a lie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's so important for us to discover the truth. Yeah. I do love that question. I think it will be a good reminder that when we find ourselves in that moment of desperation or even like loneliness mm-hmm. to, to ask a question, what is the lie on this situation mm-hmm. in this uh, that I'm seeing? Because that's when the truth start coming up. And, the, and it will bring us back to the, the ultimate truth that will set yeah. us free, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the marker, right? Yeah. The truth sets us free that's right i mean Mm -hmm. we need to do what pastor ken did in that moment was he went to the word of god like his daughter would say to her her kids hey what would the what would the what does the bible say about that (laughs) and he gets to jeremiah right and he gets this word that before i i you i formed you right in the room i mean i knew you before you were even formed and he rested on that truth Mm -hmm. and he advanced in that truth not that anything else wasn't true but there was a truth that he was being called you know to live in this world and and look at where we are now. Wow. Yeah. Best isn't behind us, right? The best is still in front of us. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, and I tell you, like, I, I even remember hearing Pastor Kenny speak uh, a long time ago and how he, he would say, like, you don't need to curse the darkness, but you mm. just turn on the, turn on the turn light. On the light. Yeah. yeah, and, like, and just light, you know, expels darkness. And so it's so... We don't battle darkness with more darkness, yeah. right? So we we find the truth, and, and mm-hmm. the truth sets us free. That's right. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. you learn the Good truth, stuff. and then you live the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get in moments like this, where once we've discovered the truth, we share with one another, not just mm-hmm. um, you know with our families. That's great. And if we can take the opportunity like this and share with the world around us, and we can take that that chaotic mm-hmm. world of half truths and lies. And, and, and bring us into the calm, mm-hmm. right, yeah. of the truth. So and that um, sets us, and set, just sets us free. There's peace there. There's calm yeah. there. And well, here's some more truth for you. All right. I'm going <laughs> to drop it. it Blessed on. are those whose transgressions have been forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Right. Psalm yeah. 32, 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. And I hope that we live that truth, you know, yeah. tell the truth, live the truth. And experience the truth. And for those of you watching, I, I really do. We pray as a group. May the Lord bless your study. May yes. he bring truth yes. to the forefront. Yes. Yeah. May truth Amen. bubble up and well up in your soul and well up in your conversations. <laughs> yes. Because the truth is going to change our community. It's going to yes. change our church. It's going to change the world. Yes.
Somebody say amen to that. Amen. I didn't even, amen. I didn't even, Hallelujah. I didn't even plan that one. And it just came yes. out like that. <laughs> so, hey, but that in all seriousness, thank you guys for tuning into the wrap. We, we pray that you have a blessed day. We hope that you discover the truth, and we hope you have a great study. So from all of us, as always, it's a, it's a wrap. wrap. <laughs>